Chapter sixty four of I Say No. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. I Say No by Wilkie Collins. Chapter sixty four On the Way to London. The parting words had been spoken. Emily and her companion were on their way to London. For some little time they travelled in silence alone in the railway carriage. After submitting as long as she could to lay an embargo on the use of her tongue, Mrs. Elmother started the conversation by means of a question. "'Do you think Mr. Mirabel will get over it, miss?' "'It's useless to ask me,' Emily said. "'Even the great doctor from Edinburgh is not able to decide yet whether he will recover or not.' "'You have taken me into your confidence, Miss Emily, as you promised.' and i have got something in my mind in consequence may i mention it without giving offence what is it i wish you had never taken up with mr mirabel emily was silent mrs elmother having a design of her own to accomplish ventured to speak more plainly i often think of mr alban morris she proceeded i always did like him and i always shall emily suddenly pulled down her veil don't speak of him she said i didn't mean to offend you you don't offend me you distress me oh how often i have wished she threw herself back into a corner of the carriage and said no more although not remarkable for the possession of delicate tact mrs elmother decided that the best course she could now follow was a course of silence even at the time when she had most implicitly trusted mirabel the fear that she might have acted hastily and harshly toward alban had occasionally troubled emily's mind the impression produced by later events had not only intensified this feeling but had presented the motives of that true friend under an entirely new point of view if she had been left in ignorance of the manner of her father's death as alban had designed to leave her as she would have been left but for the treachery of francine how happily free she would have been from thoughts which it was now a terror to her to recall she would have parted from mirabel when the visit to the pleasant country house had come to an end remembering him as an amusing acquaintance and nothing more he would have been spared and she would have been spared the shock that had so cruelly assailed them both what had she gained by mrs rook's detestable confession the result had been perpetual disturbance of mind provoked by self-torturing speculations on the subject of the murder if mirabel was innocent who was guilty the false wife without pity and without shame or the brutal husband who looked capable of any enormity what was her future to be how was it all to end in the despair of that bitter moment seeing her devoted old servant looking at her with kind compassionate eyes emily's troubled spirit sought refuge in impetuous self-betrayal the very betrayal which she had resolved should not escape her hardly a minute since she bent forward out of her corner and suddenly drew up her veil do you expect to see mr alban morris when we get back she asked i should like to see him miss if you have no objection tell him i am ashamed of myself and say i ask his pardon with all my heart
the lord be praised mrs elmother burst out then when it was too late remembered the conventional restraints appropriate to the occasion gracious what a fool i am she said to herself beautiful weather miss emily isn't it she continued in a desperate hurry to change the subject emily reclined again in her corner of the carriage she smiled for the first time since she had become mrs delvin's guest at the tower End of chapter sixty four